This is the Oanda Podcast. Brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast with me, Johnny Hart. We look at the markets with Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham. Good afternoon, Craig. Good afternoon. Markets have started the week in fairly buoyant mood. Why? So, uh, as ever, the markets can be very reactive to uh, the daily news flow, even if that's not necessarily always consistent with the broader trend. We've had uh, a culmination, really, of positive coronavirus news flow over the past couple of days. Uh, Europe seems to be turning a corner, uh, and that is a broader trend, I think, at least at this moment in time. We've seen a number of days now where Italy is seeing deceleration in a number of new cases and deaths. The same is starting to apply in Spain as well, but also France. We've seen some similar figures as well. So Europe really does appear to be turning a corner. Added to that, we had the US, uh, which reported fewer deaths and fewer cases in the last 24 hours. That seems to have given the markets a real lift as well. And this is where I think the markets are just getting on the wrong side of things. This is, I think, is going to be a one-off reading we've heard a lot about how bad things are going to get over the next week or two in the US so to hope that it's turning a corner this early seems extremely naive maybe it is more of a reaction to the european side of things given how hard hit europe's been but given how hard the us is likely to be hit in the next week or two uh, the kind of rally we're seeing today which is encouraging um, may also be a little bit premature indeed and we've seen this many times before haven't we with this full sense of optimism some people would call it denial there's no doubt that there is a trend as far as western europe is concerned and it's great to see italy and spain certainly showing signs of flattening that curve Uh, it's a bit too early to say what's happening in the united kingdom but as you said the united states don't even really seem to be at the beginning of this compared with how europe was two or three weeks ago but let us see the Dow Jones opening a good bit higher. I've also been having a look at the oil prices today, Craig. They certainly remain on edge after the Saudis and the Russians postponed a meeting about a deal to cut output as the uh, pandemic hits demand. They, of course, have been locked in an oil price war for the last month. What's happening there? So you could argue that uh, these oil prices should be pulling off a lot more. So they rallied around 25-30% on uh, the end of last week. That was on the back of Donald Trump's tweets. He said he'd spoken to the Saudis, he'd spoken to the Russians, and they were both interested in a deal of at least 10 million barrels a day being taken off the market. Just for some perspective, oil production is around just shy of 100 million barrels a day, so that's a 10% reduction. So on the face of it, that sounds extremely promising. Then we hear reports both sides would like the US to be involved in this as well. That complicated matters. We went through this on the podcast on Friday. Also, the suggestion that actually demand is probably off by at least 15 million barrels a day. So again, that clouds the picture also. Maybe something far more aggressive is needed. And then over the weekend, it's seen this spat began between Saudi Arabia and Russia. And that's really cast doubts over whether a deal is going to be reached and whether this celebration is premature. Then uh, it came to pass that the virtual meeting which was due to take place today has been pushed back till at least thursday so this no longer looks that promising so the fact that we're only seeing oil prices off three four five percent today it feels uh, like that's not really reflective of how the scenario is actually playing out the one thing that oil prices do have on their side today is the fact that overall markets are rallying uh, on the back of improved coronavirus sentiment and we've got to remember there's two sides to this equation there's the supply side and there's demand side so this is um 
very bad news, I think, as far as the supply side is concerned. But then there is some good news on the demand side if we are starting to see a recovery or at least a perceived recovery, uh, which may be helping to prevent the size of the uh, losses in oil prices that we may have otherwise been seeing. So there's potentially some good news and some bad news. But like I say, I'm just very wary because we're talking about what could potentially be a very dire week, especially as far as the US is concerned. So just for some perspective, again, the US is currently around 10,000 death toll mark. uh, And Donald Trump uh, was suggesting last week that if they do very well out of this, then the death toll could be around 100,000. It could be up to 240,000. So we're still, as you said earlier, we're still very early in this. Uh, And for me, potentially too early for markets to be bouncing in the way they are. But again, I think what's important to note here is we can't talk about the markets now like we would have three months ago. These are dramatically reduced markets. Uh, They they are trading much lower than they were, uh, and therefore people are going to perceive the situation differently than they would have back then. So I think that's probably factoring into the kind of bounces that we are seeing right now. And uh, just to reiterate, the Dow Jones opened around 4% higher, and you were talking about the oil price, having a quick look at that now. Uh, Brent crude is around about $33 a barrel. That's just over 3% down and WTI down 5% to around about $27 a barrel. I want to go back a few hours, Craig, and talk about the reaction to the news that Boris Johnson uh, had to go to hospital last night and has had to stay there overnight. And uh, even though reports suggest that he's doing okay, how did markets react to that when they opened this morning? So they initially reacted quite negatively. The pound did pull off quite a bit. Um, It's always confusing when things like that happen. I know he is the most powerful figure in the UK at this moment in time. um, And therefore, him going to hospital would suggest that it's much more serious than it previously uh, appeared. But then you you just ask yourself what difference that actually makes. And the fact that the market reverse suggests that uh, my initial gut feeling is correct, which is that this is a big news headline and it's a a serious news headline. But from a market's perspective, to get that kind of reaction to it seems a bit much. And the fact that they've bounced back and the pound is now trading a little bit higher on the day um, suggests that the, the, the... common sense has effectively prevailed and this is nothing uh, more than a big headline in in an illiquid market which in the asian hours the pound is far more illiquid than it is uh, around 7 a.m and onwards here at the uk and uh, finally craig some breaking news huge news Uh, i know you'll be very interested to hear that ed Miliband, former labor leader is now the shadow business secretary so a sort of comeback but do we really care um uh no you're speechless Probably. yeah um i'm not really sure how to react to that it's it, to be fair you've got to give him credit it's not often that people will be in the positions that he was in and will continue to serve in government we've seen it plenty of times before when ian duncan smith uh, yeah it, it, it's it's still quite rare david cameron left left government uh, obviously uh, george osborne uh, left government um, philip hammond um Obviously, he was much older. But even if you look to Ed Miliband's own brother, when he lost the leadership race, um, he left government. So it's the, the, I still think this is quite an unusual step. So I guess fair credit, uh, fair, fair play to him. And it'll be interesting to see how this new Labour government does form because you would think that this is an opposition under Keir Starmer that's going to look very different to his predecessor and how it may have looked uh, under Rebecca Long-Bailey. Craig Erland, thanks so much indeed. Thank you. 
That was the Oanda podcast from the team behind Jazz FM's Business Breakfast, a daily early morning 30-minute briefing for the day ahead. On air from 6am. Listen to Jazz FM on DAB, online or just ask Alexa.